The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Woke up this morning feeling good, yeah. And we be still living in the hood, yeah. Still give God thanks for the good, yeah. Hi everyone, welcome to the Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Tonight my guest is a hip-hop artist and an amazing instrumentalist, and he has quite a story. Uh, please welcome to the show, AZA. AZA, thank you for joining me tonight, man. Man, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, you know, AZA, uh, where did your love of music begin? Because everybody has a starting point of where they kind of, you know, discovered their love for not only music itself, but creating music. So at what point in your life did that happen? Man, that happened very, very early. Uh, my dad's a multi-instrumentalist. Um, he's a minister. So I grew up in, in the black church. I grew up around music really all the time. And so from a very young age, I was really in love with it. You know, I started picking up the piano just because it was always around, you know, uh, four or five years old, just playing around, started taking lessons, you know, as a young kid, like seven, eight, kind of life. So it was really something that, you know, from the time I was born, I was just surrounded by it. And I could always resonate with it. I kind of I have like a synesthesia when it comes to music, but at the level of like sensation, like I feel the different chords in different ways in my body and stuff. And so... It just, I, it was just something I developed a really powerful relationship with from a very young age. You know, and speaking of that, you know, being being around it your whole life, you know, you must have you must have some musical influences, you know, different genres of music maybe that you grew up listening to. And, you know, what are some of your influences that kind of guided you uh, when you were growing up? Yeah, there's, there's so many. Like, from a very young age, like I said, I was listening to things like, you know, like Nat King Cole, Bob Marley, Kirk Franklin, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, and then, you know, as I started kind of refining and finding, like, my own lane in terms of music, like, people like Robert Glasper have been inspirational, Jay-Z, Kanye West, um, Nas, so, yeah, I mean, I think I've I've been able to be exposed to a lot of different kinds of music, uh, and then sort of play in different contexts, and I've really just always borrowed from the things that resonated with me, whether it's like Kenny Rogers and country or the Beatles or, you know, wherever it comes from, if it's good vibration, like it resonates. And I try to just incorporate, you know, the things that resonate with me. You know, in your music, just listening to your music, which is amazing, by the way, uh, you know, it starts out with, you know, some of your songs actually kind of start out with a cool jazz vibe and then it kind of takes off into another direction, you know, into more hip hop vibe throughout, um, you know, throughout the song and which I think was great. You know, it kind of, it took me by surprise, but it was a nice surprise. And it was like, wow, this is like, you know, blending different genres of music. You know, is this something that's kind of a conscious thing that you do or does it kind of come naturally as you write music? It comes naturally, but it's also something that I, that I want to be intentional about. You know, I think one of the things that I really, I feel fortunate is that I have been able to kind of explore a lot of different kinds of music and just, you know, listen to a lot of different kinds of things. And, and so I try to, and this has been part of my development as an artist is like trying not to put myself too much in a box. Like when I first started, I feel like I was really trying to just say like, okay, I have to, you know, I have to just rap. Like I, I got to go hard and rap on 808s and trap beats. And, you know, that's what I need to do. Um, but something about that also felt like there's this whole dimension of myself musically that I'm not really 
putting out there or exploring that's really still, you know, really authentic to to kind of how I feel it. And so as I like you know as I've been developing and evolving, I've tried less and less to put constraints on what I think it should sound like and just create and then see what comes out and that's really led to more you know more music where it's kind of blending there's some songs like on my project unlikely stories where i'm fusing like reggae with hip-hop and so you know those i think those kind of creative things come out when i'm not putting too much forethought into it or trying to like force myself into a certain box but just letting myself create and then it, it comes out of there so i'm being intentional about just giving you know giving myself that space to to create authentically and yeah, some cool things I feel like are happening because of that. Yeah, you know, and, and talk about that as an indie artist because you know we we obviously talk to a lot of indie artists on our show, and you know I, we talk about this a lot. But you know, putting yourself into a box of, of a certain genre of music when there are you know I, I would say thousands, but part more like millions of people out there with digital streaming that that maybe you know are hip hop artists that you know when you listen to the garden variety hip hop, it all sounds where you know where people aren't giving themselves that space like you're talking about and you know people could could maybe go to the next person if that makes sense and the fact that you're making it unique and it's something that maybe sets yourself apart a little bit from some of the other hip-hop artists that are out there where you do maybe have you know jazz fusion or, or or reggae or uh, you know, whatever other genre you use and you fuse it into the same song. I mean, you don't hear that a lot. That's, that's like a unique talent that you have. So talk about that as being an indie artist, because a lot of times when you have to do everything on your own and market yourself and, you know, put yourself out there, I mean, th- that's got to be an important thing as an artist to, to be able to be creative and kind of reinvent yourself, right? Yeah, and this is, you know, my manager and I are always having like, not really arguments, but we're always going back and forth on this idea of like, what's the right balance? Because as an indie artist, part of growing your fan base is sometimes giving them a framework to understand you. And so they know, like, okay, when I come to AZ, I'm going to get this kind of music or this style of music. And a lot of growth in terms of growing your fan base is that they come to you because they know they're going to get a certain thing. And there can be some constraints with that. So we're always, you know, going back and forth as to what, what the right balance is. But ultimately, we're true to... I think the process and really just creating authentically and believing that if we really make music from that space, then the right people, like it'll touch them and resonate with them. And that that will be like the most authentic way to really grow my fan base because those people will really be resonating at like the energy level of what I'm doing and not necessarily being stuck with a particular sound, but the energy throughout all my projects, even though they might sound different, the types of content, the things I'm talking about, those things are pretty consistent. Um, and so coming up with a lot of different creative ways, I think, to give that same energy and give that same content um, is what will make people, I think, start to believe in, you know, believe in our movement and believe in what we're doing and, and like, really get into the music. You know, and, and uh, going through, obviously, for the last year, we've all gone through the, the COVID, you know, restrictions of being home and not being able to, as artists, you know, be out there performing like we want to be. Uh, doing, you know, how does that, how has that affected you? And is it giving you more opportunity to maybe write music and, and record music? Or is it, is it something where you really want to get out there and, and perform live? I mean, for your fans and, you know, as an artist itself, is that something that you find has hin- found that hindered you this past year? Or is it something that you found more of an opportunity to get some, some tracks down and, and record them? Yeah, it, it, it's really been a, a blessing. And I, I also have the orientation to life where I'm always going to be looking for the opportunities. 
um, like not ignoring the things that, you know, seem negative at, at the surface, but, you know, always putting them in the context of the opportunities. So for me, you know, prior to COVID, um, we were having these parties in D.C. called High Vibes maybe once a month, once every two months, and we were getting good traction, coming out, having a good time. You know, it's like some live music, DJ, it was like a really good vibe. And then COVID happened, and that, like, really shut that down, and, like, all the energy that we were building up and momentum behind that really died down. But the space really that it created, not just for my own personal kind of spiritual growth and really inner understanding, but then really just thinking about the music long term and like where do I want to go with it and what do I really want to be doing musically. And I think because of that, that's why the project, you know, that's how the project Go Slowly came up because I, I wasn't really planning to, you know, make a project other than, you know, some other things that I was working on. And that came out of that space of me just getting back to the fundamentals of, like, why do I even love music? Like, the piano was my first love, you know, and playing in church was kind of how I first learned to really channel energy through the piano and channel energy through music and move people through, you know, different chord progressions. Like, that's where I learned that. So I started just going back to the piano and just playing around, you know, producing again and, like, doing stuff like that. And, like, all the songs on Go Slowly came out of that space of me just singing at the keys and just playing with certain ideas and certain energy and then just seeing what came out of it. Spirit, move my faith with every sound. Rock me slowly, slowly. Yeah, I'm out here trying to catch a wave. Uh, amazing grace, this amazing lace. Uh, she on top, those are college days. Yeah, off the top, yeah, I gotta rock. Uh, on my shit, I can never stop. Uh, Everything I do, it turn to pop. That means it's gold, uh, and then go platinum. Yeah, we the best at it. Yeah, we be styling, uh. I used to be in class freestyling, uh. And all my niggas, we was wildin', uh. Staying blessed though we crying, uh. Cause life is crazy and we dying, uh. And then they put that shit on TV, and then we see that, but who gon' believe me? Yeah, I seen shit from another dimension. I came through with another lesson, uh. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get it through, we gotta make it hot We gotta do what it do, we gotta stay true We gotta keep it cool, and never talk to feds And yeah, we never dead, we live forever All my niggas, we getting cheddar, doing better, uh Never live by the letter, break every law Come from above, never from below When they say it's hot, then we say it's cold When they say stop, that's when we say go Just so you gotta know, before I die, uh Seen a better place, cause all my niggas pray for our better days. Was a scary place, so baby come down. But go slowly. I really feel like it, it was really a good opportunity for me to grow, and I'm excited for when we start back out live shows, cause like the performance is gonna be so much better, the quality of the music is gonna be so much better. So I think that also like fans will be encouraged by that, cause they'll see that like I was using this time wisely and like really dedicating it to the craft and to really growing you know the things that we were starting you know talk about the song for pain um i i really enjoyed that song uh you know and it, it, so talk about that process of that song and, and really how they came about and and the writing of that and the and the recording of it because it was just very well done and and i, I just like i guess that very smooth uh performance in that so talk about that song yeah no for pain is, is one of my favorite songs it's on my project um it's the last song on my project unlikely stories um, who I worked with, um, my sort of lead producer, he's, he's phenomenal, his name is T-Waves, um, at In The Lab Productions. And 
that's another one of those songs, honestly, where like you hear the piano, there's like this piano part that kind of leads it. And it was literally that. It was like a, it started like it's a Saturday. I was like in, you know, we were, we were just in the lab producing and I sat at the piano and just started playing with this riff, which is kind of like a gospel-y soul sort of thing. And we kind of like, okay, we got something there. Then I threw down like a Rhodes piano on top of that. And then Wayne, he's like phenomenal with the drums. So he just started laying down some drum tracks. And we built it out from there. So the instrumental was there. I was listening to that instrumental all day. We went out, you know, we went out to party in D.C. that night. And basically, long story short, there was like this altercation that happened as a result of that. And kind of triggered some, um, some emotions in one of the people that were there. And we had this really long, hard conversation about, like, some childhood trauma and just, like, things they'd seen as a kid. And I went to bed that night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning, literally all of the words to the song just came. I just, like, started, like, I just started listening to the song, and all the words came. I just wrote them down and then, you know, recorded it, like, a couple weeks later. Are you sure I can do this? Okay. This morning feeling good, yeah And we be still living in the hood, yeah Still give God thanks for the good, yeah And I'm just trying to live like I should, yeah And you said the sky is falling Told my daughter don't worry, darling We have the ancient recipe They said love was our frequency And we'll all be free someday Said we'll all be free someday now put your hands to the sky if you feel the vibe uh, Now put your hands to the sky if you feel the vibe uh, Now put your hands to the sky if you feel the vibe uh, And may you really find your peace of mind uh, I told my nigga that the pain was the key, yeah Before we didn't know what we could really be, yeah Had to struggle just to find a bit of peace, yeah we have to study up on all of the beliefs, yeah Why do we take these breaths? Why do we take these steps? How can I write these wrongs? How could I be so wrong? That's why we write these songs, yeah I was just trying to find relief, yeah Drink a little bit, go chief teeth, yeah I wanna hear the message rocking in the streets, yeah Cause we the sources of the answers that we seek, yeah Cause we the sources of the answers that we seek Man, I said that it was right, wasn't talking for the hype This my second life, this is living for the light, come on Woke up this morning feeling good, yeah And we be still living in the hood, yeah Still give God thanks for the good, yeah And I'm just trying to live like I should, yeah The news that the sky is falling Told my daughter don't worry, darling We have the ancient recipe They said love was our frequency And we'll all be free someday now, also, uh, another song I really enjoy is Taking Off. Um, so talk about that song as well, because I, that, that was, uh, you know, again, I, I, I listened to several of your songs, but those those three, Go Slowly, For Pain, and Taking Off, were one of my, three of my favorites. So talk about Taking Off and, and where that song also started. Yeah, Taking Off, I, I really enjoy that song as well. Um, that, so that song was actually, that was produced by T-Waves, and so same thing, similar to, because we're a lot of, like, what, we work really well together because we're all sort of engaging in the same sorts of growth processes, like individually. And so really it works together. So he, same thing. He was like at the piano and came up with that, you know, yeah, we taking off. It's like a rocket. 
We be on the wave cause the music's supersonic And on them darker days the music was my only solace Now they vibing at my shows Loving that they loving Man I hit up wave, yeah that nigga like my brother These beats he cook like crap I tell him send another And yeah we can't go back So my vision clearly forward yeah, I seen the future, love to tribe and death to cowards And really on this road, we gotta take it when it's ours So I sidestep off the traps, got my mind into some power For the war inside my head, for when life turns sweet to sour And now we in the light, niggas asking where we at Taking off, it's like a rocket We be on the wave, cause the music's supersonic And on them darker days, the music was my only solace Now they vibing at my shows Loving that they love it Take off, just like a rocket We be on the wave cause the music's supersonic And on them darker days the music was my only solace Now they vibing at my shows Loving that they love it <clears throat> I recall having no faith in myself No, I couldn't picture all this glow <clears throat> Now I'm just setting the pace for myself and these niggas to see by the floor How to work out a way how to do it again and these buck on my coat as a snow So I'm putting in work they can feed my delivery Got a message for all of my enemies I'm a nigga that know my divinity Got a vision that came through this energy They said we would come up with this energy AZA in the booth is a scary me We get this one chance to be who we are Fuck what they talk about just reach for your stars Take off And then he started putting his stuff together He sent me the beat and it was a similar thing, like as soon as I heard the beat, I was just like, yeah, we're taking off, it's like a rocket. And all the words pretty much came, kind of wrote it out. I sent him a rough draft of it, sent Jay, my manager, a rough draft of it, and they were like, yeah, this this has potential. Um, so then, you know, I went back in and sort of just played with the vocals and like put some harmonies and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, we put that out. Um, and made a music video behind that, and people really enjoyed that. A lot of people were saying like they felt like that was the best song that I've made so far, um, and so that started to really get, um, you know, uh, get some traction. And so we're working together now on some more songs that kind of fit in that mold, and you know, that's a project that's going to come probably either later this year or early next year. Yeah, I know it's definitely good stuff. Uh, you know, you've also performed at venues like Jazz at Lincoln Center, which which I am very impressed with. I uh, you know, I, I've been in the New York City area for the last 10 years, and I've been to that venue several times and have watched, you know, several iconic jazz greats, uh, you know, Marsalises and, you know, and uh, Freddie Colnack, King Roll's brother, uh, you know, played there as well. And, and so, you know, just playing at venues like that, I mean, you played at several other big venues as well, but talk about just being on the stage where several legendary acts have also, you know, played. So what, what is that feeling like? Do you, I mean, do you have that, 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 uh, nostalgia, I guess, <laughs> when you, when you stand on that stage and, and you're able to play? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, honestly, a lot of times, especially back then, cause this was when, when I played at Jada the Lincoln Center, I was, this was during uh, med school. Um, and it was, you know, some of it was like a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like people who are legends have played here and like, I get the opportunity to play, um, and so, yeah, to me, it, it was really humbling experience. Um, but it's also sort of, to me, a little bit of foreshadowing. Like when I'm on those sorts of stages playing, you know, for a choir or, you know, playing, you know, for, you know, uh, you know as a, as a uh, instrumentalist for another artist, for me, it also just gives me a little bit of foreshadowing of like the kind of stages, you know, I'll be on sort of doing my original music. And it... The, the chance to play, I think, at those venues also kind of raises your musicianship because 
you get to see how things are done at the highest level and you get to play with people who are playing at the highest level and that always sort of pushes you, you know, pushes you forward. So I've been really grateful to, for some of those experiences, um, you know, both singing background and playing, you know, playing keys, bass for, for different artists um, at really big venues to and, and get that experience for now, you know, as I build my own, you know, I build my own. When I get into those, those stages, I kind of, I've been there before, so it'll make it a lot easier to really, you know, be at my best. Yeah, def- that definitely makes sense. I mean, like you're saying, it raises your your playing, your musicianship. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's like an athlete playing either in the Super Bowl or in a, in a big stage. It really kind of ups your game a little bit, so that definitely makes sense. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, you co-founded, you know, something I wanted to ask you about because I also saw this uh, written about you, but you co-founded Renaissance Entertainment, and that really goes beyond the music itself. So talk about Renaissance Entertainment, what it is and what it entails. Yeah, so, you know, I founded this, this company with um, my manager, Jay, really out of the desire to have a really tangible be- vehicle for the kind of um, movement that we were trying to create, you know, with the music. Um, and so that's how we were able to kind of start that the, the party series I was telling you about, High Vibes. We've done a number of different events sort of bringing um, this sort of music, this sort of culture, for instance, into academic spaces. We did something at Harvard-MIT. We did something at Yale. Um, where we're just, you know, really trying to shift the entire culture of, of like, the academic space and, and showing that the best sorts of people in every arena are people who can be their full selves and that that looks really different depending on, on who the person is. And so we really try to be at the intersection of music, science, and community building to really be a vehicle for, for cultural change and really changing the culture to one that's more empathic, a culture that like values wellness at, you know, at the highest dimensions. And a lot of that is what I talk about in the music, and this just creates sort of an infrastructure to be able to push the kinds of things that I talk about in the music, like mindfulness, you know, like building community, um, and, and really, you know, coming to places of self-realization and, and authenticity. I got to dig into this a little deeper <laughs> because uh, that's, I'm very, very impressed because, you know, I, I barely got out of basic math in high school. And here I'm, I'm talking to a highly educated doctor here. On, um, you know, for our listeners, you know, AZA is, is, is so highly educated. I mean, Harvard, Harvard Medical School, MIT, Berkeley School of Music. I mean, you're a resident uh, physician at uh, Yale University. Uh, just amazing. And, you know, from being a doctor and being, you know, in that field and, you know, just all the years you spent in school and and just, you know, in your residency and I'm sure long, long hours, does music offer you that release from that grind of being a doctor on that level? Man, I think there's one of my songs on, on my project, Black Pack Consistent, where I say, you know, music saved me. And it's like, I really mean, you know, I really mean that when I say that because, it really is a form of, of healing, you know, and especially, like I said, for me, having been exposed to music initially in a spiritual context, you know, in, in the church and things like that, I really learned how to tap into that healing quality in music. That's something my dad also kind of modeled. I think even for just people of African descent in, in the U.S., you know, the sorts of traditions that have come out of our pain, you know, like jazz and, and hip-hop and, like, these art forms have been ways of us trying to create spaces to heal. And so for me, yeah, it's, it's been a huge part of, of being able to navigate, you know, all the, all the structures and institutions that you mentioned. 
um, in, in a space where, like, I could be well and I could, you know, really thrive and, and, and do my best. And I think part of what really drives me now is to kind of just encourage everyone to explore whatever that thing is for them. Like, it doesn't have to be music. It could be dance. It could be writing. It could be, you know, every every human is a creative. And so finding that avenue that you can create and the healing that putting yourself into these creative spaces can bring, you know, something that, that I'm really passionate about. So, yeah, the music has been a huge part of that. And actually, as a psychiatrist, that's a huge part of what I'm doing now is trying to study the ways in which music can be brought into you know, psychiatry to to just, you know, enhance our toolkit. That's incredible. And yeah, that's well said. And the other thing I wanted to bring up is when you were talking, you you, you kind of uh, reminded me of, of a, um, a speech by Steven Soderbergh when he was accepting uh, the Academy Award. Um, and, and it was just, he, he talked about just what you, almost word for what you said, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, you could even be baking, you know, a, a baker or, or making or being a, a chef or just drawing a picture or painting uh, anything. It doesn't matter as long as you create, because I think it does live in all of us to be able to create something. It doesn't matter what it is. You can still create your, you know, um, be creative. And, and I think that if we if we all did, reached our potential when it came to create creativity and, and using that part of our brain, I think this world will be a much better place. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, the other thing I, I wanted to cover is uh, I ask this of everybody AZA that comes onto my show, especially in the music field. Uh, you know, but your legacy. You know, what down the road, thirty years down the road, uh, forty years down the road, whatever. You know, however long you decide to make and create music. Um, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people and your fans to walk away with? Uh, you know, when when uh, you either retire or you're not making music anymore, what do you want people to remember you as? Uh, I, I really, I would want people to to think of me as someone who came to know themselves and wasn't afraid to tell the truth about what that was, and wasn't afraid to tell other people that they could, you know, find out who they were as well, and that that. There's a lot of freedom in that. There's a lot of peace and love and joy in that. And that hopefully, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see that have a, a huge impact in society, both in, in academic, you know, the academic world, but also in, in the music world. And, um, you know, people I look up to like Bob Marley, who really created his music out of his lifestyle and, and his philosophy on, on just life and human survival and, reached a lot of people and changed a lot of lives through that and so you know those are the types of people that i you know try to model just my process after and you know the results are going to be whatever they are i don't really care too much about the results i care about the process but you know if i were to you know inject some ego into it then that's i would want it to be something that was really meaningful and and had a, a big impact Let's uh, tell the listeners where they can find you and your music on social media, internet. Um, how can we find you? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is AZA, the messenger. Um, on you know Spotify, iTunes, I'm on all that at AZA. I would encourage to listen to the project Black Pack, B-L-4-C-K-P-A-C-K. So if you just put that into whatever you know streaming site, that'll take you to the music, and then you'll see the rest of my projects. Um, my single taking off, and then the the last one that just uh, the last project just came out uh, go slowly. 
AZA, man, it was a pleasure having you on the show tonight, and I can't wait to see where you, where you go with your music. Uh, you know, if there's anything we can do on our show, um, let us know how we can push your music out there. And also, you know, we can't wait to have you back at some point. So uh, good luck with your projects and, you know, stay safe out there during COVID. Uh, and, you know, like again, you know, thanks for being on the show tonight. Man, thank you. I really appreciate the time and just the ability to talk about, you know, things that I love. So thank you. I recall having no faith in myself. No, I couldn't picture all this girl. Now I'm just setting the pace for myself and these niggas to see by the floor. How to work out a way not to do it again. And he's buck on my coat as a snow. So I'm putting in work, they can feed my delivery. Got a message for all of my